Okay, so, <laughs> I, you know, this podcast, um, I, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be. I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm frustrated. NPR, you know, I get this, I get this call. First off, we're going to call this uh, episode of The Old Man and Dog. Move over, Charlie. We're in, we're podcasting from the bedroom today. Um, NPR, National Public Radio. I get this this call, and they, uh, Wade Goodwin, uh, has been part of NPR for, for many years, uh, that he, you know, wanted to, to talk to me as part of this segment of, that he was doing on East Texas. And I thought, great, you know, he said, you're a, a, a social media influencer. And, and really, when he said that, I, <laughs> I said, oh, God, I hope I can influence somebody for something better. So, uh, but I doubt I'm influencing anybody to do anything in any way. Um, nevertheless, uh, sure, I wanted to I wanted to talk about it, um, and, and thought that it would be a good opportunity to represent Texarkana and uh, my hometown here. I'm proud of it. But uh, we get there, and and it's basically around all the George Floyd and uh, the protests and uh, systemic racism, which you know gets into. All these other isms, it goes much deeper than than I do, right? Uh, but yet, I was I was kind of excited. I thought, all right, you know, first going to meet Wade Goodwin. I've heard him, um, but then uh, so when I talked to him about this, he he wanted me to connect him with uh, the organizers that have have put together some of these peaceful protests, and they've been nothing but peaceful. Uh, protesting, cleaning up after themselves, and very respectful, um, putting on their protests though. And so I, I did. I connected him with a couple of the organizers, and uh, when we all we all met at the uh, local uh, local hotel here. And uh, so uh, it, here it is, late in the evening. Uh, as he rose in from Tyler, he had been at uh, at the march in Tyler, Texas, and drove over to Texas, Canada, to meet and talk with us. Uh, so I wanted the young ladies to go first. Uh, you know, here we are at a hotel late at night. You know, you young ladies go first. But so I heard their interviews, and and re- you know, one of the organizers she's from New York, and um, I thought, you know, and they were talking about Texarkana this and Texarkana that, and I thought that's that's not that's not true. I, I mean, yes, racism's everywhere. I mean, I think we all see it. We we all see it, whatever color you are. You know, I grew up in Mandeville, Arkansas. Uh, my granny at one point called me and my friends thugs, heathens, hooligans, other things. You know, now now I guess all of those terms are, are racist, if you use that or or what have you. And um, the conversation came around to, to, to my white privilege, and I thought, I wish I'd had a lot more... Privilege. I, I, you know, I, I come from Mandeville, Arkansas. Um, predominantly black out there. Anybody around here knows that. Um, I'm. I feel like I, I've. I sure. I've. I've had some privilege. I, I'm. I'm sure it's happened. I, I'm not aware of it. I've been. Uh, uh, I've been uh, arrested. I've been um, repossessed. I've been evicted. I've been. You know. I've had tough times too and but now let's look at where i'm from it's not i don't think i've had those tough times because you know i I can't i just 
yeah, sure, some bad decisions, I'm sure. But um, nevertheless, I, I, it seemed like I found myself in a in a position of having to um, defend myself or, or or what have you. I, I I don't get it. I I think there needs to be a lot of intelligent conversation on it. Maybe I'm just not that intelligent. But um, yeah, I felt like I was uh, uh, put in a defensive kind of situation. Um, uh, but I want to say this, uh, here in Texarkana, um, all right, I, I guess I can't go through the whole thing, uh, but it is going to be on national public radio. So great. Um, but, um, I, like the part about our, our police department, I find myself defending our Texarkana, Texas police department because by God, I think they are some of the most well-trained, uh, officers, Today, I, I really do, from from anywhere in the United States. I know, as, a, as in fact, I know that agencies from all over the state of Texas send officers and representatives up to Texarkana to get specialized training here on such things. I know this. Uh, you know, Texarkana Police Department has a... Um, a program, you know, I think every police department in the country's got, you know, one of those citizens on patrol or whatever, uh, you know, citizens police academy, kind of come check it out and look at this. But Texarkana, Texas, they've got this policing experience that agencies all over the country are looking at because you take uh, you take civilians, you know, you, you want your community leaders and everybody, you know, to get involved in, and go through this experience. But just just about anybody can do it. You just got to get on the waiting list, but you you go through that and you actually you're in the shoes of an officer. You go out and you do the the tactical training, the the whole bit. It's a months long uh, program, but but very very eye opening. I, I would encourage everybody to try that. But but yeah, you know, uh, uh, for my police friends. And people, uh, you know, that, you know, our police departments here have a great many supporters. Um, I'll say that um, just the way that the system is built way before any of our local officers here were even born. But oh, I'm going to take a sip of the coffee here. Old man and a dog. Coffee. Benefits Mission Texarkana. <sighs> At midnight. Whew, that's stronger than most folks feel it. So, um, I forgot where I was at, but, but anyway, here, here locally, um, I'm proud of, of Texarkana. I've been, and, and we all know it's here because we've all been on social media and you see the, you know, not only do we have Northeast Texas, but then we got the corner of Southwest Arkansas. So we got, uh, you know, redneck hillbilly, the whole bit, but you see some, some, crazy things come out on social media anybody can go get a gmail address and make an account and say any fool thing to try to fire people up and uh this is a very serious uh, topic that i don't think social media is really the place to to try to solve it but anyway i uh i just it was just kind of a letdown for me i was excited about it um to find out, you know, one of the she's from New York and leaving in a couple of weeks, and so you know, is is it just going to peter out now? Is it just you know the you just gonna, is it just going to stop, or is there somebody else going to step up and and 
continue. Uh, I do think, uh, you know, protesting is the American way. That's kind of how we got started. You've seen all of that, right? You went to history. Of course, here in Texas, we had to learn Texas history first. But you, you ever, we've all had history. But um, I don't know. I don't know how... I don't know how to explain it, but with the way the system is designed by nature, the, there, there's going to be with police departments and then your civilian population, there's going to be a an us and them mentality. I don't, I don't see how else it, it could, you know, it could be, and and hey, you could be garbage men, right? And and you and all your buddy garbage men, and it's us. You know, we're the ones getting the garbage and everybody else is them. Well, it's the same thing with your police departments. And I think, uh, you know, um, but I, I, I don't see it as prevalent here um, over the past couple of years with things that I've been doing. Uh, you know, the thing with Governor Huckabee I did and some stuff uh, down in deep East Texas, all the way down to Lufkin and, um, you know, Rusk and, and Jacksonville, Tyler, all all through East Texas. Um, man, I, as a matter of fact, in the past couple of years, I know this for a fact, I've seen more racism in person down in deep East Texas than I have here in Texarkana in my whole life. Now that's the truth from, from me. Um, and that's not everybody's truth. That's not everybody's story. I'd be foolish to think, oh, well, gosh, you know, because it has never happened to me. It just must have never happened. That's not going to happen, right? But at the same time, by listening to the interviews before I got my opportunity, you know, and believe me, during these interviews, I thought, man, I need to slip out because they got off into the LGBTQ uh, stuff with uh, Black Lives Matter and all of that. I'm just way out of my depth. I watch too many cartoons to have any kind of well-informed opinion on any of that yet here we are so i'm calling this one uh by the way <laughs> yeah we're gonna call this one uh, npr racism and barbara streisand that's jw he's the other old man uh jw it will be coming along directly but he uh for for bs that's his term barbara streisand he don't like to say you know bull but um, that's what we'll call it, because you know it is. It's a it's a big bunch of barbarous Streisand. But it started right after the Civil War, y'all, when they were redlining districts and and cities, and that determined who got loans and what property taxes were. And now we've just had a couple of hundred years of it. And, well, maybe not that, but you but you 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 know what I'm saying. I I, I feel way out of my depth discussing these things, because. Almost no, no matter what you, you know, if I say, well, gosh, uh, thug, you know, those thugs, and we've all seen the social media videos. My gosh, there's more cell phones now than there are mailboxes in the United States of America. Look that up, right? Um, so we've, we've seen it. Uh, it's, it's right there in front of us all the time. Um, but then go back to 1968, the riots back then. You know, they've got they got a little bit of change right after that, but then it just kind of petered out, and it's just kind of drifted along, and the pot has bubbled. 
and bubbled and bubbled and the lid is starting to rattle and that frustration is there rightfully so but in listening to the the interviews leading up to it um where one of the organizers is is truly concerned with uh you know systemic racism in police departments not necessarily ours because how can somebody from new york know what's going on in texarkana right 20 something smart educated sure just you know need some experience um but come and say oh well it's 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 east texas is bad but you know (laughs) how do you know from brooklyn beds die do or die and uh gonna tell me how bad you know it is here in in texarkana and it's bad don't think it's not you see it on facebook you see the people that comment stupid stuff and 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 you know them and you think oh my gosh i know that person but then you see other people that have shared things that um, have just been run through the ringer. Uh, as, in fact, I had one, there's a lady begging me, please help with this bully. Can, you know, we do this bully thing. We need your advice and your help. You know, I've trained, I, I've trained uh, hand-to-hand combat, anti-terrorism tactics, Krav Maga techniques for the last 20 years. Uh, we need your advice and input, but then going to turn around and bully people because said that thugs are burning down the city and that's racist i'm I'm paraphrasing i didn't read it i just i've heard all about it and um the expose a racist thing well my gosh just just by doing that yourself do you realize look it up by definition if you call somebody a racist if you say he's a racist by definition that's racist I don't write the dictionaries everybody knows I'm not that smart make pretty good coffee though so man at a dog coffee and get admission texarkana.org but uh it was just frustrating to me I'd like to have a little more direction when I put these things together but I just wanted to talk about it while it was fresh on my mind I was excited today went out to the demonstration as the stone said, to get my fair share of abuse. But there wasn't none. Very peaceful. Very diverse crowd. I'm going to say it was 50-50, black and white. Oh, and, and Hispanic. Not Hispanic, Mexicans. And I say that because I know them. And they pref- they're they happy to be Mexicans. So, gosh. All this political. I don't want to end up on some page. <laughs> but, probably will. Going to end up on NPR. But I feel good about defending uh, Texarkana because, like I said, I grew up in Mandeville, Arkansas. Uh, spent years traveling around trying to find the bigger, better job, you know, um, bigger city, better, bigger money. You know, everybody does that. And now I'm at the point in my life where I'm here and, and I'm home. Um, this is my hometown. Uh, this is where my daddy's bones are. This is where my bones will be. Someday, hence one of the reasons that I'm no longer, J.W. and I are having to wait a little while to get our, our two old men uh, thing going again because, um, well, you know, I, I, I've got to live here, so I, I can't be doing shady business tactics or things like that and, and expect 
the the community to let me feel at home, right? So anyway, here we are. NPR came to Texarkana. Uh, Black Lives Matters. The the uh, rally a couple of weeks ago at the post office. Everybody saw that was peaceful. Um, in fact, they they didn't even want to get on public. They wanted to stay on the sidewalk and and not get on the public property. But the police led them down state line to do that march, led them down New Boston Road uh, to do their march today. And um, and we're happy to do it. You know, I, I talked to a few of the officers before today's march. You know, in fact, being so peaceful, um, it was other than the chanting, it was it's a pretty good parade. Um but here's the thing, the, the systemic racism, here's what I know about that. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the term redlining, but communities after the Civil War, they'd mark off certain areas and they'd say this is the, the low value property, so the property tax was low, uh, which made it easier for, for folks like, like my people didn't have any money. Man, that's where we went. Uh, lower property taxes, cheaper housing. But because you were living in that redlined area, it uh, made it harder for you to get a loan. Now, uh, maybe somewhere along the way, um, because my parents were white or something, maybe they got some privilege with that and ended up with a loan. I, I don't know. I was just a kid, maybe, um, whenever that happened. But just, nevertheless, it was Mandeville, Arkansas. So it's the same thing today. Schools are funded. Uh, by property tax in that district, um, which determines uh, everything, uh, funding, extracurricular activities, teacher salaries, uh, classroom sizes, all, all comes from that. And, and that goes back, we're talking about hundreds of years ago this was, was set up this way, and, and, and but still continues. And unless you're going to just bulldoze it and start over, and nobody out there has got a good idea on how to do that, um, I don't see how you're going to change it. I really didn't want to get off into all this racism stuff. I thought that I was going to be able to talk about our our feeding center here and, uh, you know, just just what our homeless population were were thinking about all of this. And they were they for the record, um, all feel affected many because of the color of their skin. They, too, have the same human nature for it's us and them. Um, you know, that it's frustrating and it's, and it's scary, but then also our homeless community here, the ones that I know that are, are, are part of our community here, um, have great relationships with the police department. Our, our local police are not going to go and, uh, arrest a, a homeless individual with no money and lock them up in jail and then send them to court and get probation and then they're going to have to pay probation. They don't, they don't even have a house. Some of them are sleeping in tents. So uh, more than anything, I've seen local law enforcement assisting and aiding some of our most vulnerable in our society here locally. So I'm proud of them. If that me defending them makes me a bad guy, I, trust me, nobody was ever going to make a saint out of me know-how. Uh, Charlie... He's the only one that... I, can you hear him snoring? <laughs> no? Um, I even turned off my bedroom fan here so I wouldn't interfere with the sound too much. I know the quality ain't the greatest. and uh, 
this has turned out to be a great outlet for me. I like to be able to talk about things like this because I'm too lazy to write it all down or keep up with it that way and too ugly to video all of it. So podcasting's uh, turned out to be a kind of cool thing for me, especially with this, uh, uh, what we're doing here, just doing it on the telephone. You know, I've got all that thousands of dollars worth of equipment. And when JW and I come around and we get back to the two old men and, uh, you know, our, our stuff that we got going on from these, we'll get our contractual stuff worked out. And then we'll get back to that with all that stuff. But in the meantime, I'm just going to use my phone as long as I got battery power. But again, I met Wade Goodwin. Going to be on NPR next Tuesday morning morning edition i don't know how they're gonna chop that up make me sound but um i'm sure we're gonna have to because of all this i'm sure we're gonna have to have another one of these little episodes about some of this stuff but my wish out of all this truly my wish is that somehow we can find some peaceful way to coexist as a human race all right keep your prejudices that's fine um i let me give you a I, I, i'm guilty i had i think that women do not trust each other that's that's a prejudice it's not a racism it's not racist it's not sexist it's a prejudice because i think that women don't trust each other or let's say you know, the joke about uh, uh, Irish folks drink too much. All right? That's a prejudice. You know, there's complicit bias. There's there's all these different terms to make this up. And, and I, I think so many of us are struggling every day. Every day that, that we just don't have the time to really educate ourselves to all that because we don't feel that racism in our hearts. I've got to speak for for what I feel that that I know there's more people just like me. I, I'm not racist. I don't care about. I respect everybody, and I try to love everybody and tell the truth. And I've had people get mad at me. Oh, you disrespected me, and you're damn right I did because I start off respecting you, and if you do something to lose it, that's on you, not me, and I don't feel guilty. Okay, we'll just say that so i mean i'm ain't nobody ever gonna make a say to me i wouldn't allow it <laughs> but i don't think anybody would try just my opinion npr i was more excited i thought it was something totally different the racism i hate it it's all a bunch of barbara streisand is my good friend jw would say for Whatever that's worth. <laughs>